Welcome back to Sword Coast, Coast to Coast. This is your Dungeon Master, Cameron Kunzelman, here to say welcome to Episode 7. Um, we're about halfway through the adventure, the second major adventure from the Sword Coast, Coast to Coast crew. In this episode, the group investigates the disappearances of people outside the town of Easting. Remember, they're going to check out the Tower of Obalon. They've talked to a farmer. They checked out the Fork Farm. They found a mysterious candle. And they ended up in a weird fire world. So we're going to see what's up with that. We're going to see if they can figure out how they got to that fire world and where they're going to be going. And uh, guess what? In just a moment. It's the return of Wegg. So in case you forget everyone who is here, it's James as Kylie, Michael as Silverleaf, Mary as Tess, and Jordan as Wegg. It's happening right now. If you like the show a whole lot, maybe think about backing us on Patreon. You can go down to the description below this episode to click on that. Uh, if you like what we're doing, you can check out at Range Touch on Twitter, and I will let you get right to it. I hope you enjoy the episode. This is really fun. Some of my favorite stuff that we've recorded so far happens in this episode. So you, uh, Tess, uh, Kylie, and Silverleaf, you all are cowering underneath this outcropping for the night, and all of you are trying to sleep. You can't really do that. You're just hoping that this lets up, and it doesn't. There's still fire raining from the sky. There's still ash everywhere. I mean, this is like just real hell world kind of crap. But much like the last time that you were wandering through a location and it seemed to like channel change into a different place, as it gets around what you think would be midnight your time, you, uh, or, you know, your world time or, or however, original world time, Faerun time, you have a similar experience where instead of being uh, getting hotter, instead of smelling like sulfur, you now start smelling something to the effect of, or, or, or something like um, peat moss, you know, this kind of uh, decaying matter, uh, biomass kind of stuff. And you start, smelling that kind of thing it almost smells like a garden it smells something like that and same as last time you close your eyes and when you open your eyes again you are now in what appears to be like a foggy moor um so so rolling hills uh much cooler temperature not even a little bit of fire it's a little bit moist it's a little bit wet here um and over you uh, is no longer a kind of outcropping of rock, but instead it's a giant uh, statue, like a gravestone. Um, and it's a big statue of what maybe could be Lathander, but you're not 100% sure. Um, it's just some sort of big god statue. Um, Karen, uh, who's Lathander? Just... Uh, he's like um, a god of light and good stuff. Okay, like, I'm, I'm like one of those night... like. Like a flowing blonde hair, blue eyes, wears armor kind. Doesn't really wear armor, but yeah, similar okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not like a he's less a knight and more of a priest, if that makes okay. sense. Thanks. Yeah, and it could be him. That would that would be the thing you're most familiar with here, but it might not be. You don't really know. 
Wait, what do you this is do? a statue or a gravestone? Uh, question mark. It's a, it is a statue mm-hmm. that, that is above you, but unclear what it signifies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. If can I like climb up on top of the statue somewhat? How big is it? Sure, if you want to. Uh, it's probably like 14, 15 feet tall. It's big. Yeah, it gets like a kind of a view from the top. Yeah, sure. So you kind of clamber up there. This this is not a check kind of thing, just because it's, uh, you know, you can you can figure it out. Um, maybe uh, Tess gives you a little bit of a boost up. And uh, you get up to the top and you kind of look around and visibility is extremely low because everything around you is shrouded in fog um there's no longer a forest around you like i said it's this kind of like rolling more um there's a little bit of water occasionally in between these kind of like hills these small hills barms that kind of thing but to the south or what you think or you're assuming is the south since you've been traveling south this whole time you can see what appears to be a halfling in an intense argument with something that you can't see well, let's go north. No, I, what do you I, see I, up there, Kylie? Um, I call down. There's a little fellow over that way, gesturing, and clamber down. Okay. You all want to go see what's up? Yeah, I do. Sure. So you kind of make your way over there. It, it is slow going, but not slow going in the way of like a hell forest, uh, but slow going in the sense of like, you really got to look where your feet are. Um, you could you could twist an ankle. Um, and once you're down on the ground, um, visibility, again, very low. You can see 10 or 12 feet in front of you, maybe. And uh, But you make your way south. I mean, you know the direction you're heading. And about 10 minutes later, you can start hearing someone yelling. Um, and it's Weg. You can hear very plainly that it's Weg. So let's let's camera over really quickly to Weg. So Weg, you were in Burdusk, you were in the Temple of Jurgle, and you were kind of involved in a uh, very annoying for the Priest of Jurgle, but a very enlightening for you conversation about the afterlife. Okay? So you're just having this conversation, and in the middle of that conversation, you close your eyes, and then you open your eyes, and you are in this kind of moor, this moorland. And as soon as you get there, you feel a strong gust of wind, and something appears in front of you. And in the it's name a sp- of Arogalan. <laughs> and, and it's a specter. It's a ghost. You can see right through them. And you recognize it as the the person who was the first corpse you raised with your necromantic tomb all the way back in your hometown when you were cast out. So what was that person's name? I'm sorry. The first name that came to mind was Sweary, and now it's the only one I I can't get rid of. All right. Well, Sweary. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. Seems to be some sort of... uh... Deadly premonition you're arguing with here. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. Can we just like miss this whole thing? I damn it, that's not nope. what I was gonna do. Nope. <laughs> no. Um not allowed. Okay. <laughs> so you see, see you see the ghost of Sweary. 
And Swery says, um, and I'm assuming Swery here is not like the Swery that we're all referencing here. Right. But it's a Swery like S-W-E-A-R-Y, which is a nickname for someone who swears a lot. <laughs> what? Yeah, like and, Swery, the the one of the seven dwarves from. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a dwarf, and he says um, he's got a ha- ooh, haunting tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not like gonna an do that owl? the whole time, but yeah, yeah, like an owl, like the Tootsie Pop owl. Like, um, but no. So he says, "Finally, Wegg, I can address you." Swery, why? I. I Why are you interrupting me? I'm sorry. You don't even know what I'm mad about. Please what the continue. hell I'm mad about? <laughs> Yo, what the what the shit I'm mad about? Arogalan, <laughs> damn it! He says, um, "I I was in paradise. I was in dwarf paradise, hanging out with Morden, drinking mad mead, y'all." And you sucked me back to the earth, imprisoned me in my own body. I entrusted your you to put me into the hands of Moradin, and you sucked me away and put me into this hell form. Now I roam the plains. Why did you do this to me, Wegg? Is, is Moradin cool? No, I'm, I'm sorry, that's not, that's not appropriate right now. Yes, he's hella cool. <laughs> Shit, yeah, bro. <laughs> Sweary, I'm... I just... There's nothing that I can say in my defense. I did not realize the gravity of what I was messing with. And you and many others like you became collateral and... Something that I did not understand. Where did you even get that tome, Wegg? Why would you meddle? I just... Wanted to make a name for myself. So as this is happening, this is the moment where you you all, Tess, Silverleaf, and and Kylie, you all come upon Wegg here in the middle of this weird moorland. What do you do? He's also talking to a ghost. Um, can we see the ghost? Oh yeah, you can see the ghost. Okay. Have we seen ghosts before? Uh, you tell me. Uh, that was a question against the party. Um, I think we definitely... So, like, are you asking in character or out of character? <laughs> um, I'm asking... Cause, oh, you know what? I bet you guys saw a ghost while I was kidnapped by the Hobgoblins. Mm-hmm. But I... Kylie has never seen a, a, a ghost before. But he, he knows that there are things. He's not like, oh my god, what the fuck? It's a ghost. He's like, hmm. Yeah, ghost. while we were in the chamber of 1,000 needles, um, we bargained with the ghost in order to learn the location to which the uh, the hobgoblin shogun had, uh, you know, secured you. Um, and it was, uh, it was a critical juncture in our first adventure. Is that also where we found the Hobgoblins, uh, Hobgoblin Shogun's uh, tax returns? Yeah, yeah, her tax returns. Yeah, they. <laughs> she had. Um, she had locked. Uh, uh, she had locked Kylie up in a filing cabinet, which is like really. Uh, 
just like a bad idea considered that he's like made of fire. Um, doesn't seem too safe, but I then I don't think that hobgoblins are. I think smart. it might have been one of those um, like fireproof filing cabinets, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that's yeah. why. But they're not filing. Pr- they're not fireproof from the inside. Turns out it was a bad idea all around. Yeah. Well, I mean, we won, right? Like there were there were a number of missteps uh, by the the hobgoblins uh, that will you know probably continue to elaborate well they, um, they were taken down by a level one party they couldn't have been they couldn't have had their shit all that exactly together. i'll have you know i was level two okay right okay well <laughs> um what do you do wag's talking to a ghost do i notice them let's say approach or no i think that i think that you are so enwrapped in your conversation with sweary that that you don't see them. They're coming from behind you. Okay. I just shout, Wig! Hail and well met. What what hole have you been in these past three days? What voices do I hear? And then, I, I get, is the visibility good enough that I can just see them? Are they that close? I like the idea that you can't see them and you think they're also ghosts. Okay. So you, oh, no. you, you can play it however you want to, but okay. that's funny too. Okay. Oh, um, Cameron, um, relevant to visibility, mm-hmm. did we put, put out that candle? Uh, if you did not put out the candle, okay, well, this is a choice for you to make retroactively. This is like several hours later. So if you yeah. didn't put out the candle, it's burned up. If you did put out the candle, then I, uh, yeah, you have it. I think I would say we put out the candle once we start saw it burning down. Yeah, it works like a normal candle. I had assumed we put out the candle. Yeah, okay. It didn't help us with Hell World, so correct. Yeah, maybe it'll okay. help with more world. Yeah. Okay. You, so you still have the candle. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I'm going to go up to Wag. Like, I want to I wanna meet this weird ghost. Okay. <laughs> um, so Sweary, looking over Wag's shoulder, says, Holy shit, that's a big cat. <laughs> I'm a not cat. a cat. <laughs> a cat. And Wag turns around and says, Ah, oh, Tess, friend. <laughs> Wag old friend. I give I give Wag a big hug. Aww. <laughs> I lift Wag into the air because he is a tiny baby child. I'm, I'm very small. Uh, Wag is thrilled to see not only another living person, but someone that he recognizes. So who's this asshole? Uh, Tess, uh, uh, apologies for, for my rudeness. Tess, this is uh, sweary. Um... We we are acquainted. I like how Tess says, "Who's this asshole?" And you say, "Tess." <laughs> <laughs> so Sweary, um, <clears throat> Sweary, kind of, you know, he's he's translucent. He, you know, he probably goes down to like a like a cartoon ghost tail. At the at the bottom, mm-hmm. so he's like got a got a like a dwarf torso, and it kind of shoots off into a Casper butt kind of <laughs> deal. Um, and and he um, 
once another uh, humanoid appears on the scene, he's less interested in talking. He says, Weg, you will pay for what you did to all of us. The dozens, the hundreds of us, you cursed to roam this world. And he kind of, kind of, um, uh, what do you call it? Like grasps his hand and you feel kind of <clears throat> in your heart, you feel a chill, a cold, uh, an unsettling feeling. And then he kind of disappears and dissipates into the mist uh, in front of you. Sweary out. <laughs> Tess says that <laughs> as Sweary disappears. <laughs> okay. Weg's stomach hurts. Oh, just like from this whole thing. Are, are the others here? Where are yes. we? Good question. <laughs> I, was, I have no idea. <laughs> I was in the monastery I, to... What's his name? And Jurgal. Jurgal. <laughs> I was in the temple of Jurgal in Burdusk. And then suddenly I was here. I hate running into an ex like that. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let that we'll, we'll let that sit we'll sit with that for a while um okay so you're in this more world as you called it um what do you want to do uh i want to roll a nature check okay for what what do you want to know i want to i want to tell i want to find out if this is like real like if this is actual mm-hmm. nature that's happening around us or if this is some kind of like construct or illusion or hologram. Okay. Roll a nature check. So that's a D 20 plus my nature modifier. Correct. Which is a, I get a 14. Okay. Um, you are pretty certain that this is real. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the soil beneath your feet feels real. The, uh, water looks like, you know, dirty water <laughs> smells real. How's the uh, moss ins- taste? Um, you're gonna eat it? Yeah, I'll eat some moss. Give me a Constitution save. Okay. Can't believe this all can't Is be. Is this going to become a thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, was Kylie. this Wag eating it or Kylie? This is Wag eating it. Yeah, Kylie wipes a tear from his eye and goes, "They learn so quick." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got an eleven. Um, it does make you feel good. Um, you, you immediately get some pretty intense stomach cramps and okay. you lose, you lose four hit points. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. It, it tastes bad. Oh, that actually, it tastes bad. pretty good, but <laughs> yeah. it feels bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and you and Silverleaf kind of have a brief conversation as you're eating it. And Silverleaf is like, yeah, I already, already tried to see if this was an illusion or not. It, it's not. I like how he lost almost as many hit points from eating moss as I did from having like a meteor hit me in the back. <laughs> it's <a> dangerous world. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got hit in the back with a meteor? Well, shrapnel from a meteor. Don't let him oversell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I am my back to it. <laughs> okay. Hmm. What's our plan, folks? Um, well, I don't know. I'm way out of my depth here. Yeah. We can't see the sun. So there's like right? the tower that we could continue to look for. There's a statue that we could, we could go 
inspect more and see if there's any markings on it. We could try and retrace our paths, right? Like back to where we came from, and then like again back through Hell Hell Forest. Um, mm -hmm. Or we could uh, we could wait. I mean, I like this place more than Hell Forest because I'm not literally burning alive. Yeah, I agree. Like, Wag, Wag asked Tess to fill him in on what's happened. So, uh, we were we were hired by um, by a lady to essentially come out to this village, Eastings, to try and find out like what had been causing a series of disappearances. Um, there was a family of gnomes that disappeared. Um, the lady's wife had disappeared. She was a caretaker of this tower we're trying to find right now. Um, and, like, we met another farmer's family that uh, their daughter had disappeared in the night. We came across, uh, like, we came across signs of owl bears and bears, and but like the series of disappearances were didn't didn't seem like they were caused by like animal attacks. Like hmm. at the farm with the daughter that disappeared, there was a hole in the wall that like looked like it was taken apart methodically, and no one in the family seemingly noticed it happening overnight when the daughter disappeared. Just, like, not a single person heard it happening. Um, including the other people sleeping in the room. So she, so she got Silent Hilled. Basically. Huh. <gasps> now, what is the Silent Hill? <laughs> oh, it's the hill that's always quiet. Okay. Like, that's why nobody could hear it. I see. Yes. It's an understandable misconception. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and so, like, as I said, we were trying to get out to this tower so we could find out like, what happened to this lady's wife. But we got teleported to this hellish fire plane. Um, it sucked. I didn't like it. It <laughs> sounds bad. You can, still, you, you can still see some of, like, the singed fur on Tess's head. <laughs> oh, no. It's not good. It's bad. Well, that all sounds terrible. Yeah, we also so there was there's two farms. There's the one where the daughter disappeared through this hole in the wall, um, and then there's another one, also that we investigated afterwards, where a family of gnomes lived, um, and like all of the cutlery and small trinkets in their house had also disappeared um, mysteriously a couple weeks before. Uh, the daughter of this other farmer family. So it's the fake people. Yeah. As you're talking, Silverleaf, as you're explaining like what is happening, uh, you feel feel a chill come over you, and you hear kachunk, 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 heavy armor coming toward you, and you feel all of you feel um, like a cold wind blowing over you, and out of the fog emerges another specter cold um see-through casper tail all that kind of stuff and it's the hobgoblin shogun <gasps> wow well this one isn't one of mine and she says uh she says so 
you've lived after my trap. Kylie, I think this one's yours. Um, I'm burning hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kylie does burning just, hands at the ghost. Okay. You, Kylie uh, immediately gets in burning hands position, you know, <laughs> two thumbs together, uh, fingers all the way out, classic burning hands, and shoots this, this ghost with... Um, <laughs> with with a fire, fire. <laughs> a it flame. burns the f- it burns the fog all around you everywhere. And this ghost um, is it, it you know almost um, you know it looks like it evaporates. It starts screaming horribly. This is worse than when you killed the hobgoblin shogun the first time. It's it's awful. It, Not for Kylie, and you see <laughs> almost reality rip, and you see it get sucked through. And then the kind of zippers closed again, and it's gone. Is that what normally happens when you kill a ghost? I will get the rest of the party. I don't think so. Yeah, you're not supposed to be able to kill a ghost. I mean, dark dreams don't die. I feel like I feel like maybe killing a ghost is part of this world. <laughs> it seems well, like we're being haunted by. Visions of the past, though, right? Like, Weg, you were... this That yes. was clearly someone you knew. And then this yes. was somebody who we kind of messed I mean, over. It appears that we are being uh, delivered to those who would seek vengeance upon us. Mm-hmm. Well, we mm-hmm. should leave. Not to well, pry into Weg's past. Was that person... Were they a ghost before you met them here? No. They were, well, I wouldn't say they were alive when I met them, but they were not in this state. (laughs) They were more corporeal, at least. We should leave. Well, so... Okay, what what I'm actually wondering is, uh, so this this Tower of Obalon, um, did we ever actually find out what the hell Obalon is? No, we we didn't know. Okay, knew it, I was. Right? I can I, I do it? Can I do it? A what would that be? A history check to sure. see if I know what the Tower of Obalon is. Y- you can. Uh, it's a six. You don't know what the hell is. <laughs> All right. Well, well. So, part of why I asked is because this seems like it's at least possibly related to the tower. Like, uh, was um, it, yeah, it was likely. Page Page had mentioned that it was weird, at the very least. Yeah, but what what information was Page able to give us, give y'all? Basically, it was like, um, um, Page's wife worked for a black site, in that she went to this tower, did stuff on this tower. Her whole generation had done it for years. Somehow they got money from doing this. And then, like, very proud of it. We go away for a few days, 
do something nice on this tower. Basically, that's it. Some people come okay. and visit the tower sometimes. It was open sometimes. It was closed other times without rhyme or reason. Did she tell y'all where it is, roughly? Yeah. Well, yeah. not compared to this ghost world. Sure. Steve Buscemi is here with Scarlett Johansson, and it's uh, it's really confusing. Mm. Is that mm. a reference to the movie Ghost? There's a movie called Ghost World. Ghost World. Oh. Steve Buscemi. Also, also Patrick Swayze is there too. <laughs> yeah, Pat- um. Patrick Swayze and Steve Buscemi are slow dancing. It's really beautiful. Do you want to keep heading toward the tower then? <laughs> uh, I mean, how do we 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 can't head toward the tower? There is no tower. Are we like? Do we know that there's a direction where the tower should be? Are we just like heading south in the general towerly direction, or like? That's what you have been doing so far, yeah. Okay, okay. A tower sounds as good as anything else. I am willing to keep trying to head towards the tower. Um, have we... Cameron, how much further would we have to walk? Like, just yeah. judging by the hour count we know. I mean... You should have gotten there, like, eight hours ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Michael was saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty turned around, and I feel like I'm not in... I, I can't think about how Silverleaf would even begin to like know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to try to cast a spell, or do you want to try to make a check of some sort? Maybe. Um, I don't think I have I, anything that I can. So why don't, like, why don't you give me a nature check then? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twelve. Okay. So you, uh, you know, you take out your, um, your diary and mm-hmm. you kind of look through the knowledge of, of your generations and, um, you know, same as the rest of the times that, that you've been doing it. And you do see that, you know, there are people who have traveled between worlds okay. and what they're describing is not unlike what you're experiencing in that their perception um, doesn't change. Right, like they they still believe they are in their body. They're doing things. They're experiencing the world as a uh, constant, but that sometimes time is different. Sometimes space is different. You read about one person um, who ended up going to an underwater world, and they were looking for what's the what's the fish's name from your group? Perrin. Perrin. And so they thought that they were in the world of Perrin for years and years. And then they um, eventually made their way back to the village and they'd only been gone a week. Um, and so you, you, you know that there is um, magical things that can happen of this sort. Um, and then it becomes a question of navigation, of perseverance. And, and the kind of narrative that your culture tells about it is it's about resilience mm-hmm. in the face of of uh you know the trickery of Perrin. Yes. Okay. So listen, here's my plan, folks. Uh okay. if we uh we just got to get through this. Uh this is a uh, this is the trickery of the evil fish god that uh you know, my, my uh I thought something seemed fishy. The the all-father uh Hyen wrestles under the lake every night uh and I think if we set our minds uh, to, you know, the, uh, like, focus on reaching the Tower of Obalon, um, then we will eventually, uh, 
you know, manifest it or, you know, at least work our way towards it in a, in a, you know, I think, you know, we, you think of traveling in a three dimensional world, you know, uh, Silverleaf's getting a little technical here, um, <laughs> but in this, in this realm, it is, uh, uh, thoughts, feelings, intentions, uh, are, are, are more real, right? And so if we, we move along the axis of intention towards the Tower of Obalon, we may eventually get there. Silverleaf has, one of Silverleaf's bones is just a transcription of the secret. Yeah, right, it is. I mean, listen. Got a lot of knowledge in these bones here. Yeah. Sounds like slow going to me. We'll whip out, whip out that disc. Let me see that. Oh yeah, disc. yeah. I'll hop on, hop on the disc, y'all. I need you, uh, uh, Weg. Uh, just pray a little bit, okay. um, and Can we'll do. get there. Yeah. It seemed like that ghost got out of this reality faster than walking would take us. Are you suggesting that we immolate ourselves? <laughs> Not you, but. I wonder if magic might be holding the key. Hmm. I mean, addition to walking. He gestures towards Silverleaf. Um, I mean, maybe. I, uh... Can I, you uh, try lighting Kylie on fire? <laughs> and we'll, we'll just see where it goes from there. Yeah, Silverleaf cast the light cantrip on his on one of his uh, his rods to see if he can if that has any effect on this world. Okay, so you cast light on on your cantrip and that that or on your uh, uh, bone, and that kind of beats back the fog a little bit, um, oh. and you can see maybe thirty yards ahead of you, something like that. You can see almost as if. Um, um, it's like the world is is shimmering or shifting a little bit, right? Um, there is maybe it's it's what you might think is the edge of an illusion, but it's not obviously the edge of an illusion. But that's the only thing you can kind of like analogize it to. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit of shifting and wiggling, and it almost looks like the shifting and wiggling and kind of channel changey kind of vibe that you saw. Um, when the sky to the south was changing colors, mm-hmm. when you uh, got to Easting, friends, I believe the uh, the knots in the net of worlds, uh, we are we are reaching a uh, a knot in the net of worlds, and it's it's over here. It's about thirty yards that way. I think we should <laughs> I think we should go to it, and maybe we'll get onto another strand of uh, of space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So you okay. all walk, and a, a similar thing happens to what's happened before. You're walking, the feeling, uh, you know, the the temperature changes, things get a little bit uh, wiggly and weird, and this time it's um, just a strong breeze and the kind of like a harvest. Summer, summer sun beating down on growing grain, um, the kind of easy breeze that would go over that, the heat of a late summer day, and you close your eyes, and as you open your eyes again, you are in a vast field of grain. And in front of you, 
on the ground is a, a human, and he looks to be about 20 years old, and he looks just like the farmer that you met before. He has beautiful, flowing hair. Oh, my goodness. Thomas. We found Jeff Steedhander. <laughs> no, this is not <laughs> Jeff Steedhander. <laughs> Thomas says that out loud. <laughs> okay. Is is his mane luscious? Oh, it's it's incredibly luscious. You can see that without any kind of perception check. And his his hair is certainly uh swooped. It is. Well, you can't tell necessarily if it's swooped because he is face down on the ground about 15 feet in front of you. Oh shit, is he dead? I you're should... 15 feet away. Okay. I uh, walk 15 feet forward and check if he's dead. <laughs> okay. So you flip him over? Do you flip him over? Uh, yeah, I roll him over. You, you roll him over? He, his eyes are gone. Oh, God. Oh. There's black ichor coming from his mouth, pooling uh, below, you know, where he'd been face down, pooled on the ground. And it, it almost looks like that ichor is kind of shifting and, 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 and uh, moving around. Um, and where his eyes would have been, the, the sockets are full of like a lichen kind of looking blackness. It's gross. It's like hella gross. I roll him back over. <laughs> <laughs> but but hold on, is he is he dead though? Oh yeah, he's way dead. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Let me make that clear. He's, he's dead. Hell he's dead. wicked dead. All right. Yeah. Um, I assume we're all waiting fifteen feet away for mm-hmm. Tess's report. Yeah. Tess, yeah, Tess, what do you say? Uh, what's the verdict? He's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he's real dead. <laughs> is it like a normal dead? Oh no. This is a bad kind of dead. Oh goodness! A wizard did did a wizard. I think a it? wizard did it. Oh man! Uh, Weg would like to cast detect evil and good. Okay. You just you do that. You take the time to cast detect evil and good. There is nothing that appears around here that is either evil or good. It's Hear that, not, Silverleaf? It's not. You're evil. not a good person. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess I don't. Everyone <laughs> appears to be, uh, everyone in the party appears to be vaguely good. <laughs> Not Kylie. Okay. Well, in, <laughs> okay. In, in, the, in the context of this spell, for the benefit of the yeah. rest of the party, good in this context means celestial. Mm, yeah, there's neither, yeah. There's no, uh, importantly, I guess the important information that you would get from this is that whatever has happened to this, um, uh, to this person is not demonic in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, uh, I searched the body. Okay. Uh, um, Wait, are you looking for something? Yeah, you I'm said, just oh. looking for any possessions, any, like, uh, you know, is there anything, like, clutched in his hand? Uh, Got it. You know, like, yeah. anything in his pockets, things like that. Okay, you kind of give him a once-over. I don't even think you need to roll for it. I think yeah. you're, it's not like he's got a lot of pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of give him a once-over. He has a sword, like, just a basic uh, short sword, still sheathed mm-hmm. on his belt. He's got a few coins in his pocket. He's got like an overnight bag, basically, like a little, um, you know, there's some rations, a couple rations. There's a couple, um, 
uh, like a bedroll. Mm-hmm. There's flinch and and tinder, that kind of stuff. Toothpaste. All the things you would expect. Uh, yeah, toothpaste. No toothbrush, though, weirdly oh. enough. Just uses his finger. Yeah. And they, uh, but importantly, has in his hand a bushel of the, the wheat or whatever, the grain. You're not quite sure what it is um, that's there. So he has like a head of, of a plant in his hand. Did anything happen when Wag cast his spell? No. Nope. Okay. Did it look like he was eating the grain? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, Kylie probably has, like, some vial or pot or jar or something, right? Sure. Um, I want to take some of the I- the ichor. Ichor? Ichor? Okay. Ichor, Yeah. Go, okay, you kind of... The mouth goo? Yeah, do you yeah. take it out of the mouth, or do you take it off of the ground? Um, out of the mouth. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check. Okay. Um, um, Ominous. Four. Four? Four. Okay. I, there's no I'm not, there's no additional information to know I'm just you failed that check okay I thought you were going to let me succeed on a four but nope <laughs> Wegg watches as uh, Silverleaf just like scoops up a big handful of this goop <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like, scooping it up no oh, no, 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 no it's, it's Kylie Kylie's oh Kylie's yeah. doing it sorry um I yep. <laughs> just imagine with that low of a check, like Kylie just like making a big mess out of it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You saw uh, Kylie like it's like almost like you were scooping sand at the beach, right? So it's just <laughs> like getting a big load. It's getting all over him. Uh, it's bad news. Yeah, wiping it off on his pants. Yes. Oh, Kylie is. Um. So you're infected, uh, but. <laughs> You're also resistant to fire, so it'll be very easy to clean you. Um, <laughs> wow! Uh, I are there any like monuments or in the distance? Any any like landmarks? You know, um, there is one like big windmill, maybe three hundred yards right in front of you. Okay, um, a giant. Do we want to just do the light thing again? You can do that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can. I, I can cast light. I mean, it's like the sun is beating overhead. I'm. Sure. I mean, you still. I. I would say that your that light spell is still on the. Okay. Oh wait. You specifically, did, dismissed it. Did I misunderstood. I thought the light spell was what helped us know where which way to walk. Well, it to, was, but that that was in the fog dimension. Yeah, I think it just cleared away the fog such that I could see, you know, where the oh. the worlds. Sorry, uh, I thought that there together. was something particular about the light spell that, like, the magical light revealed that. Oh, like it was a key, a gate key. Yeah, it, because of the same way my, like, magical fire pulled back the zipper of the reality. Hmm. So that's why I was asking if you wanted to cast light, because I thought the magical light would, like, tell us which way to go to pass between worlds. Well, Cam, the light's still on, you said? It's it's still on, yeah. Well, I, I turn to Silverleaf I, and I say, what do your elf eyes see? Um, <laughs> We've done this like three times. Because I can't see anything. I'm just, I'll, all I see is wheat. 
Oh yeah, you're just like <laughs> in a pile of grain. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Weg up. Yay! <laughs> Can um, I ride on your shoulders? I, yeah, sure. Yay. I see. I see a. Uh, I mean, I see a windmill, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that we should go to it. Yeah, that yeah. is what I was going to suggest. Let's so investigate in the windmill. Let's go. Okay. So you start or, walking or, and them. or hold on. Wait a second. Whoop. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh <laughs> what about my plan from earlier? Should we like continue to focus our minds on reaching the Tower of Obalon? Um and trek through uh you know with 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 that intention? Or should we tarry here in this dimension? Um Weg says, uh, no los dos. <laughs> okay. Well, Wait. which Wait. is an ancient halfling saying. Yeah. But uh, also, that means. There's a definite reason, porque no los dos. It's because <laughs> doing one, we would presumably not be doing the other. Well, I mean, I think we can. We can. We can move towards the windmill while also focusing our minds on the idea of the Tower of Obalon. Yes, Oberon. exactly. The windmill itself is a tower. It is a. Uh, it is a. It is a. It's an outlier, right? Um, though mm-hmm. we may perceive it as a windmill, it may, you know, in the cosmic scheme of things, it may it may be or represent something else. So we can walk towards it and think about the Tower of Obalon. Yeah, anywhere you see a door is now a door, right? Right. Okay, so so you all start walking toward the windmill. You're thinking about the the Tower of Obalon, and right before you run into it, you see a shimmering... In reality, um, you know, this is about 30 feet in front of you, and you pass through it, something similar happens. You get some familiar smells of Faerun. You get some familiar uh, early springtime breezes of Faerun. You get the almost right temperature, although it's a little bit too hot. And right in front of you, you close your eyes and you open your eyes again. And you're maybe 300 yards away. And you close your eyes. or I mean, you're, you're looking at the windmill. You close your eyes. You open your eyes again. And there is a large, dark tower. A, it's made of, of um, not quite obsidian, but a much darker stone than anything else that you've seen in Faerun. The, the trees look right, the bushes look right, the grass looks right. This appears to be the original world that you came from. from good old home sweet home. But the difference is that the trees around you are withered. They're, they're, uh, they look, they look um, water-starved. Hmm. Um, the bushes around you are losing all of their leaves. The, the, the grass beneath your feet, and you're kind of in a, almost like an orchard-looking part of the forest. I mean, there's trees, but they're widely spaced out. There's not a lot of undergrowth. Uh, there is actually grass here. You can see the sky up through the canopy. And the, um, the, the grass is turning brown, and, and as the grass gets closer in that 300-yard distance, there is, as it gets closer to the tower, um, the grass becomes more and more sparse as it gets toward the tower, and eventually you can see maybe the 100 yards in a ring around the tower, which is sitting on kind of a little bit of a hill, uh, that it's almost like sand beneath the tower. Uh, it doesn't even look like grass, and of course all the, the trees are dead, the closer that you get 
and it looks looks like there are bushes that ring the the bottom of the tower. They're maybe eight feet tall. They're big, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, like uh, not topiary, but like sculpted bushes, and they appear to be completely withered away and dying. Um, and so that that's what you see. I don't like this. The tower is about three stories tall. Is there a door? There is a door. Um, if you're looking straight at the tower, there's a door on the left side of the tower from from where you're you're looking. So it's it's kind of a circle, mm-hmm. and you can see the edge of the door from where you're standing. What does that make it, sense? Is can I tell how big the door is? Like, does it seem like it's like normal humanoid sized, or is it like a big? Uh-huh. Like, no, it's big. It's a big door. I mean, it looks like a, kind of like an ornamental ceremonial door. So it's probably okay. like 10 feet tall. You know, probably the first floor of this tower is, is maybe, you know, 20 feet. Oh, it's ceilings. one of them. Yeah, yeah. This is a big ornamental tower. Okay. I think that we should go inside. Have any of us seen this before? No. 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 Um. What's the visibility like? Like if we turn around and look behind us, or like look up at the sky, does okay. it seem like pretty normal compared to how we left? If you turn around, it looks like the forest that you were in, you know, for you almost a day ago now. But but uh, yeah, just looks like the forest behind you. You look up, sky's blue. There's some clouds up there, looking good. Okay. Shall we? You, try to avoid just to, shimmers or continue to go through them. Just to, to keep it in your head, too, you've been traveling basically without rest for like 24 hours. Let us camp. Okay. And the it's back to the time that you thought it should be when you initially went into the hell world. So it's about 6 o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. so the sun is going down. Yeah, should we make a... Like, Start bright and early, trying to like batten down this um, place tower. Yeah. Um, are you? Um, wait, wait. I'm sorry. So you're trying to? You're going to go to the ca- tower and then camp there? Wait, how far away is it? It's about 500 yards. Yeah, I mean we can wait here. I mean like we can wait here and then go into the tower in the morning. Okay, that's yeah. I just was unclear. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Are you going to light a fire? Um, I, I defer to the rest of the group. Kylie will always light a fire. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. as like as just like a like a a test to see if anything, like just not, I'm not like checking for traps in like a perception check kind of way, but like Wegg wants to use thaumaturgy to just like kind of fake fire to see if anything nearby responds to that. So you, you, you want to create a fake fire? Yeah. Okay. All night long? No, just just like at, before we set up camp, I uh-huh. did like, Weg is trying to make sure that like lighting a fire isn't going to attract um, monster orbs or critters or something. Mm-hmm. But I guess, okay. but 
Then we I might guess. as well just light a fire, right? Yeah, that's yeah, why I, I failed yeah. to see the distinction between yeah. fake fire. Okay. Yeah, as as at working it out now. Um, <laughs> so Weg lights a fake fire with thaumaturgy, and then, uh, like five seconds into it, says, "Wait a minute." And then, <laughs> Forget, and then just puts it out and says, uh, "Kylie, go ahead and start a fire." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll I'll make sure to like dig a um, bit of a a pit, you know, like of dirt around. I don't want to accidentally catch everything else on fire. Sure. Well, I can yeah. do the digging. That seems out of character. Well, <laughs> this is very much for the benefit of the rest of you because you seemed uncomfortable. In what Kylie assumed was the near future, when we went into that hellscape, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kyle, Kylie thought, "Oh, this is just ten minutes in the future when they let me light stuff on fire." That's good. Okay, so you light a fire, you, you do the work of that, and you don't attract anything. In fact, everyone, give me a perception check. Okay, so Tess and Weg. Um, Every, you know, everyone's kind of like, you know, eating some eating some biscuits, doing whatever you do. I don't know. <laughs> Camping out. Yeah. Having some jerky. And uh, both of you, you know, at about 9 o'clock or something like that. So you've just been hanging out, camping, getting your bedrolls ready. And you realize that you can't hear anything. Like there's no bugs. You don't hear any rustling in the bushes. You don't hear owls hooting. You don't hear any of the incredibly common loud-ass nature noises that you hear <laughs> outdoors in the Forgotten Realms. In Faerun, there's nothing. There's no sound at all for hours. I make eye contact with Tess and say, do you... Just to be perfectly clear, we can hear the mm -hmm. fire, right? You can hear the fire, other okay. noises, like yeah, yeah. sound effects in the world. Yeah, I just, like, I want to make sure. The Foley <laughs> yes. guy for the whole world is on break. <laughs> so yeah. there's no fire sound. No, no. <laughs> but yes, it's not like uh, there's not some sort of silence. There's just no animal or natural noises that you can hear. Hmm. Well, makes sense. This place is freaking cursed, y'all. <laughs> I mean, <Jeez>. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're all going to sleep? Yeah, I'm long you keep, you, Is someone keeping a watch? Uh, Weg can keep watch, because he just got here, right? Okay. So he probably doesn't need to sleep as much as the rest of the team does. True. I just, uh, I just sit cross-legged down on my little pile of dirt, and, um, and, uh, start doing the Sudoku that I brought with me in my back pocket that I got from the, uh... <laughs> The the Temple of Jurgle, they invented Sudoku, and uh, <laughs> the puzzle guy. Try, try and keep an eye out. The God of okay. Death and Puzzles. <laughs> so about two a.m., what, what you would think of as two a.m., you hear from the direction of the tower. Um, Ca -ca! Coming, sorry, no, you, you don't hear that. You hear, you hear. Oh my god! Oh, oh god! Yeah. Wow! Uh, yeah. I wake everyone up like immediately <laughs> and okay. say, "Uh, some there's trouble. Someone needs help." 
Um, mm-hmm. And and it's um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, was that loud enough that like it would have woken us up? No. Okay. Only if you were like listening to for nothing. It was far enough away. I tried to back off from the mic to really make that. It was really good Foley work. Yeah, okay, no, good. you sold that really well. <laughs> Great. Um, is this like a like a teen voice or like an older person voice? Way Does it too, sound uh, like a dwarf? So only mm-hmm. Weg heard it, okay. and it was kind of too far away to get anything other than what you just heard. Okay. I don't think we established. Gina? Mm. Gina Stormhand? Yeah, Gina. I don't think that's been established. I assumed it was not a dwarf because no alliteration in the name. I, I Gina's, a, like... Gina's a half orc. She's seven feet tall. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Mystery <Established>. solved. Okay. <laughs> I was confused because I was like, "Is it a dwarf?" Well, we're looking for it, like <laughs> some gnomes, right? What's well, the process of elimination? <laughs> Is it a dwarf? <laughs> Is it a tabaxi? Is it? <laughs> Um, you don't start from the positive and you start from the negatives and then you, you get to the positive. Yeah, we cast, we cast detect good and evil to find out if it's a celestial <laughs> or an infernal. <laughs> and then, and only then, do we go and investigate. Uh, does she have glasses? You know, and then you flick down all the little pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I shake the team awake and then uh, as they're getting up, as they're getting their stuff together, uh, say... Like I, I want to. This is a big deal for me, so I want to start heading into the forest, even as they're just getting their stuff together, or heading okay. towards the tower. Rather. Yeah, let's yep. let's let's boogie to the tower. Okay, so you start boogieing toward the tower. What kind of light situation you got going on? I here? got light. I cast light the cantrip on my rod. Okay, and I hold a small flame, a small thaumaturgy flame in my hand. Okay, I have dark um, vision. Yeah, I think yes. I think we don't we all. Uh, no. I, I guess not leg. Nope. Nope. My eyeballs Wait, are too not. small. So, you start running in various uh, vision capabilities toward the tower. Hmm. And as you get closer, you start hearing this kind of screaming again um, from inside the tower. You're, just you're continuing. Yeah, yep. let's go inside. Yep. Yeah. Keep going. Speed okay. up, even. You run into the tower and you see um, that there is a. Uh, so it's a big opening kind of reception hall here. So this tower is pretty big, like as far as like around. Uh, we, it's probably we didn't, we didn't have any trouble getting through the doors. They just swung doors right open. open. Doors oh. wide open. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, good, good question. No, Doors wide open. No lights or anything like that on the inside um, that you can see. Uh, you go in big reception hall um, to the um, uh, left. There's a door to the right. There's a door, you know, uh, and then toward the back of the reception hall right in front of you. You can see some stairs leading up kind of like a spiral staircase going up in the back left corner of the room. And Right in front of you, there is a um, what appears to be a giant pile of trash that is screaming at the top of its lungs constantly. Uh, um, this seems bad. I Wag, you're up. Pile. <laughs> yeah, this, this is <laughs> my territory. Oh, yeah, you're um, right. Yeah, uh... Okay. Wag, like, 
so quickly tries to think back to see if any of the garbage that he's spent time with has ever screamed before and just comes up empty. Okay. Um, uh, man, I've, is there a way, I guess, I'm trying to think if there's a way to tell if there's a person in the garbage or if it's just the garbage itself that's screaming without just going over there and start digging through the garbage. Uh, give me insight. An insight, insight check. check. Yeah. Let's see if you have any insight about the situation. Okay. So that is some a reasoning. D20 plus my insight modifier, which is plus two. So that is a 13. Okay. So you can see, uh, you kind of like, you know, you're, you're doing some trash concentration here. Mm-hmm. You're pulling on all the previous trash information that you have. And you can see kind of clearly now that it's moving and kind of shifting, you're really paying attention, that it does appear to have an arm uh, you know, two arms and two legs, and it appears to be hunched over with its back to you. So it's not just like an undulating pile of trash, which is kind of what you thought it was initially, than what everyone else is seeing. You can see that this is almost like humanoid in shape. Hmm. It's about eight feet tall, and it's bent almost double over in, uh, at the waist, facing away from you. So, it, you know, it kind of looks like a pile from here, but it's not. Heck. Okay. Well, Wake says, um, how far away is this thing? Twenty feet, thirty feet. feet. Um, Weg, Weg, still screaming, still screaming. (laughs) Okay, Okay. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, what Weg? What are you gonna do? Uh, I I want to cautiously approach this thing and cast Spare the Dying on it and see if that that? helps. What's that do? Spare the Dying is a cantrip that I have. Okay. It sounds like it kills dying people. Yeah, <laughs> that is that does what. Uh, wait, go ahead. Go ahead and tell me. Tell me more about it. Uh, you touch a living creature that has zero hit points. The creature becomes stable. This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Okay, so you walk up and you cast spare the dying. It's uh, uh, got a verbal and somatic component. So you're kind of whispering and doing your spell stuff, and mm-hmm. you touch it lightly. Mm-hmm. And it explicitly has no effect. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nothing. You can feel the energy zip through your hand, Mm -hmm. and it shoots into it, and it recognizes it, and it turns around. And what you see is a humanoid, or or it's actually uh, a human, that appears to be like what you as a player, right? Just to give you an image in your head. It's like someone in power armor. Okay. Okay. So it's a much smaller body in a big, like trash suit. It looks like right. So it's kind of intricately put together all around of its body, and it's all these little pieces. So it's baskets, it's um, bread baskets, <laughs> uh, bread boxes, um, plates, forks, knives, spoons, all kinds of things of like that. Yeah, the forks family. It well, <laughs> you don't know. Um, and this person, when it turns around, it crosses its arms, but the, the, the torso and face that you see is not the face of someone who would be crossing their arms. This person is panicking. This person is screaming and they immediately say, I'm not going to scream anymore because that, that, uh, I don't like doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but screaming says, oh my God, you have to help me get me out of this thing. Okay. Uh, Weg backs up. 
Wegg does Wegg is not into being within arm's reach of this thing anymore. Okay. What's everyone else doing? I'm gonna cast grease and try and uh, knock this thing prone. Okay. I'm gonna take a little dab of my uh, magic uh, magic powder. Okay. My confectioner's sugar first. Okay. Um, so that's a uh, a DC. Four you should you sh- you should explain like not just you're doing a little dab of it, but like narrate what you're doing here. Okay. So <laughs> because like you've kept the secret from everyone so far, yeah. so. So Silverleaf, uh, you know, gets a gets a look of determination on his face, and he he reaches into his pack and he pulls out uh, what uh, it, like a small leather sack, and on the side it says uh, uh, Domino, um, and he like <laughs> whips it open um, and like opens it a little bit, uh, or like you know pulls the string that's like holding it open and like sort of shakes it open a little bit and like. Licks a licks a pinky finger, like does a sort of dab into it, and, you, and you, when his finger comes out, there's like a there's just like a crust of uh, confectioner sugar, um, and he like puts it in his mouth, um, and you see that his eyes sort of like flare open, um, and he feel you know he like looks like you know empowered uh, by this like you know. Fun this dip. dip that he just took of, <laughs> of sugar. Um, uh, it's clear that he has no idea uh, what confectioner sugar is, but he is, uh, you know, thoroughly convinced um, in its, uh, uh, you know, effects on him and his his magic personally. And then he starts uh, singing the song uh, that he sings when he uh, he casts, uh, you know, he casts the grease spell. So wait, is this literally confectioner sugar? It's it's literally confectioner yeah. sugar. Okay. That uh, he he picked up, uh, you know, from the from the uh, the 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 funnel cake vendor. Um, okay. They were like, I don't okay. know why you want this, but here you go. Um, he's got like a you know like a a big sack of it. Um, because mm-hmm. he 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 thinks it's like you know some sort of magic magic dust. All right, so give me that uh, grease. What's the spell, DC? Uh, dexterity, 14. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So a Wegg sings the song and kind of points the bone, and a large patch of grease, right? It's in like an area of effect spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, a large patch of grease kind of spreads out on the floor beneath this thing that's in front of you, and it does not budge. It stands there and has its arms crossed, and then it holds up its right arm in a, like, you shall not pass kind of motion. Okay. Mm. Um, um, who's on the inside? Everyone. No, no, on the inside of the, the garbage mech. Uh, you don't know. It's uh, some guy. Oh, it, okay. It, it, but it, what's, like, the, the species? Not a gnome. Okay, and not a half-orc? Indeed. Okay. So like, looking like a human. Sorry, okay. I had to look at my notes. It's a human. <laughs> um, I mean, I like turn my back on this thing and turn around to the party and say, "Are we going to fight this thing?" He's still screaming. Please get me out of this thing. Yes, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna try. And like, get, I, I try. My my plan was to knock it prone so that we could like cut him out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. I, Kylie says I have very little 
quote unquote less lethal means of dealing with this situation. It takes uh, one okay. step forward toward you. Kylie, go grapple it. Uh, okay. Kylie turns around and runs it basically like a shoulder, you know, down at the waist level. Trying to like knock this thing prone. Make an attack roll for me. I know um, you're going to do that. Wait, do I add anything? Uh, yeah, add your uh, strength, I believe. But no proficiency. No, uh, actually, let's do it. It's an athletics, so add your athletics. Okay. Um, six. Nice. Total? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you see Kylie take a run and jump, and it's probably having to. Well, uh, I guess dodge. we forgot about the ge- grease. <laughs> yeah, it's probably having to dodge the grease on the ground that <laughs> kind of throws him off balance. And you see him uh, shoulder check this this creature and bounce off it like he has run into a brick wall. Um, and it holds up its hand again in the like the "you shall not pass" motion, and it takes a step forward again. Well. Hmm. Weg Weg does not have any offensive spells. Just throwing that out there for the party to know. No, I'm all offensive spells. He's screaming. He's saying. He's saying. I've never seen anyone defeat this thing. You've got to get me out of it. It's gonna kill you. It's gonna rip your arms off. It's gonna feed you to him. I love my arms. (laughs) I do to him. Do I just? Kylie wants to burn this thing. I kind of feel like maybe we should set the garbage on fire. Yeah. But it's well, going to kill the guy inside. Is it? <laughs> Most people inside of garbage fires don't make it out okay. <laughs> so Kylie is prone on the um, ground right now, and this thing is raising its arm up above its head. Kylie, what's your AC? Um, 17. Uh, it rolls a natural 20. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um... um Oh boy. Uh, what, how many hit points do you have? 30. Okay. You take 14 damage. Cool. So its arm comes down, its right arm comes down in like a pure hammer blow right in. I, Kylie, I imagine you're like on your, uh, on your stomach, kind of getting ready to scramble away, and it just smashes Kylie in the back one time, dealing 14 damage. Oh, that's the same back that I got the meteor into. <laughs> Just right on the meteor wound. <laughs> uh, left arm is coming up. What are we doing, y'all? Uh, I'm going to try and cast hold person. Okay. And see if that if that does anything. Okay. Um. So actually, well, there's a material component to this. I don't know if I have the material. Yeah, yeah, you've got all materials. So okay, don't don't worry about it. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Well, Weg pulls a uh, a small iron rod out from somewhere in the many folds of his disgusting cloak, uh, and holds one end of it. Like holds one end with one hand and the other end with the other hand, um, and uh, and starts saying things in halfling. Okay, it is so. Weg does this. 
Uh, he probably mixes in some jurgle words in here too. Just mm-hmm. trying to some of know, my newly learned jurgle <laughs> words. Yeah, just covering all your bases. And this thing, it's about to swing its left arm down. It's smash Kylie again, and mid swing held, locked in place. Now this thing's going to be held for one minute. So what are you doing? I want to run up and push it over. Okay. Um, so you, uh, you're going to get someone to like, uh, get on their hands and knees behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already on my hands and knees. Okay. So <laughs> scrambles around behind this thing, uh, this big trash thing. And then, uh, Tess pushes it over and it <laughs> falls over. Still one arm locked in position. And the, uh, uh, the guy is no longer screaming because he is held as well. Uh, I want to try and crowbar the guy out of his garbage mech okay you get your crowbar you get the edge down into what somewhere like around his arm or his chest yeah trying to pull him out and you dig your crowbar in and and it's right underneath like a big tin can you know like a big coffee can or Mm -hmm. something and you pull it up and you hear a sickening sound this (laughs) the can is fused to his flesh Ah, so it just rips rips up a big patch of skin, and you can see all these like almost metal, um, uh, you know what we would know as like neurons, almost right? These like um, uh, like fibers that are from the can into his body, into his arm. Seems bad. It's like a I think I'm. I Tetsuo think I'm with situation here. Uh, Kylie here in terms of Kamina. lighting them on fire. Yeah. Um, I, can I cast magic I mean, missile? <laughs> uh, you can. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm gonna cast this as a second level spell. Okay. Um, Fifteen damage. Okay. Damage. So you shoot. You so so. Silver Relief is over this this uh, creature and just pew, shoots it with a like a handful of magic missiles, a grip of magic missiles. A grip, e- exactly. All right, and they all they sizzle as they shoot into his flesh down in front of you. What are other people doing? I'm still um, concentrating on this thing. Or does on, does on that my spell? Does grip. the magic missiles um, like? I'm assuming most of them hit the trash just based on size. No, I'm assuming that this is like a, uh, like he's right there. Silver leaves right there and he's just shooting into this dude. I mean, some go into the trash, but some go into his flesh. I, I was wondering like, how's the trash reacting? Uh, it's, it's not, I mean, it's being shot with magic missiles. It's not reacting in any. Okay. But I mean, like a, a tin can shot with a magic mm-hmm. missile would probably, you know, like get damaged more than flesh. I'm guessing. Uh, no, is it like, holding I mean, together? it's like shooting a hole through, like shooting a, a, a magic hole through that tin can. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a source of power nearby? Like, Oh, that's a good thing. Like seeds you wanna... crystal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do know what you're saying. Not not that you can see immediately, but you can give me an investigation check. Okay. Since uh, you're looking for that kind of I'm thing. just like looking for anything glowing, anything bright red, anything with like mm-hmm. a, you know, some sort of indicator. Okay, uh, I rolled a 12, mm-hmm. so. 
Okay. Probably don't see um, it. <laughs> not in particular. Um, yeah, you don't you don't see anything in the room that would be like a like a powerful crystal or something like that. Um, Kylie's gonna try no. and chop off the outstretched arm. Just lopping it off. Yeah. Two hands okay. on the sword. Yeah. You you, you do that. I don't okay. think you need to roll anything. It's paralyzed. You lop his arm off. Blood begins shooting out of the stump. Um, it looks bizarre. I mean, it, 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 you know, you would think that it would be like, um, uh, like a cheese log, right? That's what a weird <laughs> image. But, you know, you would think it would be like an arm that's covered in something, right? But that's not really the case. What you see is that there is a central bone, but in some places the trash... Uh, and like all this, these items have sunk into the body all the way down into the bone. Um, you know, like there's not a clear delineation between what his body is and then what the trash would be. But as you do that, you do see a bolt of energy shoot up from the arm and into his body. And then it kind of shoots down his spine uh, toward the center of his back. Okay, great. I say, Weg, do you want to help him out with this bleeding situation? And maybe we can take a look at this back. Yeah, attack at about point for massive damage. <laughs> yeah, you've got about 30 seconds. Um, um, Weg is not sure what he would do to help with the bleeding situation. Yeah. To do, like, healing stuff? Tessa? I, oh, backstab? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, if Tessa's backstab, that would probably be good here. Um... Yeah, I, d- I do have healing word. Um, man, I don't know. Upon Weg can Weg can see the detail of of the inside of this arm, right? Great, yeah, like the cross yeah. section of this dude's body that we just got. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how, he can bleed out if if you want him to. Well, I I don't want him to bleed out, Weg. It upon upon seeing the way that this upon seeing the inside of this arm, I don't want to like not yes and your idea about healing this guy. Um, but I feel like Weg at this point would see would think that this man has become like. A desecration. I, yeah, that. I mean, it's totally fine if you don't want to heal him. Yeah, uh, I, I was just for my for Kylie's conscience. <laughs> he was like, "Well, we got rid of the bad part of the arm, right? So you can." Stop. <laughs> uh, well, well, Weg, uh, Weg, Weg looks at you and appre- and like gives you a look that like he appreciates that you gave him. The, the opportunity for a nonviolent solution uh, and he and he, and he looks at Kylie and just says light him up the nonviolent solution of chopping someone's arm off and then saying fix it up good? doc is that okay. enough so you're setting the dude on fire um I'm I did it sound like maybe Tess wanted to do something yeah no, like, given. <laughs> I mean, I, or, so I guess that Silverleaf wanted Tess to do something. Well, I suggested that there seemed to be some connection to this thing at the back of its, you know, in its back, 
in its spine. Maybe we should look there. Before look, we if continue. you're asking me to stab him in the back, I can do that. But, like... Uh, sure, you know what? Can I do an investigation check on the thing Michael's sure. talking about? Absolutely. Uh, 16. 16? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... So, in the midst of this, like, Cronenberg chaos that's happening here, um, uh, Tess kind of flips it over, shoves it over a little bit, and takes a look at its back. And what you can see is something, you know, that maybe you had seen in a city one time when you had um, saw a street performer who had purchased a golem, okay? So, and that golem that you saw that time was a juggling golem, and it could juggle 22 different vegetables at one time. <laughs> I'm this sorry. is a little bit I'm sorry, cute. I thought, if you said juggling golem, I thought you meant a golem made out of jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Alright, a little bit different. It, this was made out of crystals. Um, but what you can see is something... That looks a little bit like a like um uh, like a watch, and a little bit like a um I, I, like a, a like a crystal ball. You know, some sort of combination of that. It it has a handhold that looks like you could turn maybe, and then underneath that handhold is this like glowing kind of font of energy. Um, you know, it, it's something you don't have any experience with, but you can tell is obviously important. Hit it um, like. Is it something I could potentially, like, rip out? Like, I don't know how deeply seated it is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to try and do that. Okay, so you, um, Tess, you see Tess, like, kind of push this thing over and then, like, really take a look in there. And then, you know, holding it up with her right arm, because it's on its back, she, uh, you know, puts the, the cat hand in there, you know, kind of maybe, like, even gets the claws out to get a good grip, and then, like, wrenches this thing and pulls it out, and you see um, all of the, uh, you know, similar to, like, cutting off the arm, all of this energy goes and shoots into, up, you know, up toward the um, shoulders and then down through the spine and into this, this object. Um, and the you don't really see any effect because this thing is still paralyzed but presumably there has been some effect can i try like brushing the garbage off the dude seeing if it like actually comes off at this point it does not it okay. does not move well when i stab the guy um in the neck well <laughs> Okay. He's still paralyzed. I just I, he's still like, paralyzed. Yeah, <laughs> that's why the stabbing in the neck would be easy. Well, okay. hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> can we see? I just want to see if we can help him rather than just murder him. Does Wade have another use to spare the you dying? Have, you have a decision left to make. I think he's I'm, already. Wegg thinks he's already dead. Because at, at least two of us are like standing over this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So all of you were standing there when he reanimated. I mean, like, like Tess and I are like literally on top of him. Correct. So when he reanimates, bad stuff's gonna happen. We've got five seconds. I'd rather stab him now and then spare his life if he's better. Like, <laughs> Tess, destroy the destroy the thing. That's what I think you should do. He is no longer paralyzed. Okay. Okay.
That's right, I left you on a cliffhanger. I was editing this episode, and I thought, you know what? You know what's gonna get him? You know what's gonna make him listen to the next one? He reanimates. I loved it. I loved every little part of that episode. I liked all the stuff with ghosts. Uh, you would not believe what I had planned for those ghosts and what did not end up mattering. <laughs> uh, if you find those things interesting, let me know. If you want to hear a little bit more behind the curtain, uh, maybe I can make a Patreon exclusive. Send me a message on Twitter or DM Range Touch or tweet at Range Touch or whatever. Communicate at me. Let me know one way or the other. Remember, I'm Cameron Kunzelman. I'm the Dungeon Master, and you can help us by backing us on Patreon for as little as a dollar of a month. It really, really does help out. It helps us cover our fees, things like that for hosting, all that kind of stuff. If you like other stuff that we do, we also do Game Study Study Buddies, which is about learning about academic game studies for everyone who isn't an academic. Um, we've got another show coming up soon that I think you'll really, really enjoy. You can also go to twitch.tv slash rangetouch, and you can see a stream that I do every uh, Thursday. And you can also go to youtube.com slash rangetouch to see a bunch of videos that we've produced at rangetouch over the years that's a big old laundry list of stuff what you're here is probably actual play podcasts and i promise that next episode really doubles down on some of the really cool stuff that's happened right here uh we've now recorded uh, i think four episodes in the future of this one and i promise you it only gets better and better some really amazing stuff that i'm very very happy with very proud of and i'm very i was kind of bamboozled by when we did it all that stuff is coming, um, but just wanted to let you know that it's like very exciting. So see you on the next episode, episode eight. Hope you have a good day. Thank you for listening so much. Goodbye.